Welcome to Your Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Today, we're going to continue Holy Spirit-led lessons, basic training, part three. So let's go to the Father in prayer. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you for this new day. Thank you for all that you have given and done for us. Thank you for getting us through the night. Thank you for allowing us to know that joy cometh in the morning. So whatever we might have gone through yesterday, Father God, we know that your mercies are fresh and new each day. So thank you for that. We love you, honor and glorify you. We thank you, Jesus, for your love and for your blood. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, here on this podcast, in our homes, vessels, cars, office, wherever we might be. Lord God, we just want to welcome you, Jesus. Welcome you, Holy Spirit. Welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. Thank you for this opportunity to learn more about basic training in you. We love, honor, glorify, and praise you. Allow our ears and hearts and minds to be ready to receive this word on this day. In your precious mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Uh, Our last lesson we spoke, it was basic training part two. (laughs) And what we spoke about were the different branches and the different phases that you're going to go through. So what we're doing um, with these basic training is the Lord, the Holy Spirit had guided me to how the military do things, how, how the military places things in order, how the military does their um, orientations and preparations and checklists and different things. The Holy Spirit had led me to that. And he had showed me how in that physical form and fashion, we need to be doing a spiritual form and fashion of getting prepared because we are soldiers for Christ. We are in God's army. When we give our life to Christ, we become a part of God's army. And so we need to be built up. We need training. We need to understand uh, how to fight through trials and tribulations. When the battle comes, how do we fight through? Um, looking through our lifestyles and, and our thought process, renewing of the mind, these different things and, and becoming in basic training so we can learn how to be soldiers of Christ. So our last lesson, we spoke about orientation. We spoke about a daily routine of discipline. Um, so with the orientation, we, we spoke about being cleaned out from the inside out. Being clean from the inside out, we we learned about um, we spoke about with the orientation that we would learn about the history. So we'll learn about the Old Testament as well as the New, understanding who God is, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and who they are inside of us. Um, that there will be for us to look around because there will be a lot of people starting with us that turn our lives over to Christ, but not everyone is going to make it until the end. So we've spoke about having a daily routine of discipline. That means quiet time with God, prayer, reading scriptures, giving thanks in all things and rejoicing evermore. We also spoke about um, number three, which is the physical combat that we as Christians don't fight. We face a spiritual combat. So we, we learned that for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. So we've learned that we use God and his word to fight our battles. We don't have to fight with our fist. We fight a good fight of faith through Christ Jesus. So we ended there 
day last time on our lesson. So we're going to continue on. And number four, number four of our, our phase that we're going to go through is going to be confidence course. We're going to go through a confidence course. It says this comes in many forms in the different branches of military. But one thing is for certain instructors will push each team of recruits to work together and overcome the obstacles before them, leaving no man behind. So during your training, you will be asked to act despite the fear you are feeling. Now, that is in the military physical sense, but if we can take that and transform it into the spiritual sense, there are going to be obstacles in our life. When we give our life to Christ, we don't get an easy pass. When we give our life to Christ, that does not allot you no trials, no tribulations. That is not true. There's not a 100% guarantee that you are going to walk through life without having a single problem. That, that, that's not what this is about. What this is about is because we live here on this world, we will face trials, we will face tribulations. And what happens as we go through the trials and tribulations, they bring us stronger through Christ. It builds our faith up, that's our muscle. As we have spoken before, faith is, uh, you are given when you first become saved, you're given the faith of a mustard seed, a tiny little mustard seed. And as you are growing and getting a closer relationship in Christ Jesus, you have, you build muscle. So you're building your little mustard seed up to a mountain. So how do you do that though? Why, well, how do you build muscle? You have to exercise, right? So when we go through the trials, when we go through the tribulations, which are the sicknesses, the financial distress, loss of loved ones, different things that go on through our lives, um, homelessness, um, um, terminal illness, whatever it is, whatever that trial, whatever that tribulation is, or just a, a broken down car, um, loss of job, different trials and tribulations, having trouble with your children, um, having trouble with your spouse, different trials and tribulations build up our muscle. Those are the tests of faith. Where are you at? Are you going to throw in the towel and be like, I'm done with Jesus? Or are you going to say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I'm going to build my muscle in you, build my faith in you, because I know that in Philippians 4, 13, it says, I can do all things through Christ, with strength, which strengtheneth me. So then that's where we're building our confidence. We're going through this confidence course of giving our light to Christ, building up to realize that it is him in us. And he's the one as we're going through these exercises, if you will, building of muscle, if you will, our, our faith grows stronger. Our trust goes strong, grows stronger. So we have to seek our faith in Christ Jesus. That's where our confidence comes from. So, Number five, hours of physical and mental challenges. You will be challenged during this time with middle of the night wake up calls. You will be asked to go through challenges with little food and sleep. Sorry if your eight hour sleep schedule and protein to carb ratio is disrupted. So when we become children of Christ, Christ prepares us in that way. We're gonna go through fasting times and that's where our lack of food comes along. We're going to go through prayer time and that's when lack of sleep comes along. 
So what happens is we give sacrifices unto God. We're being obedient unto God. We're fasting. There'll be middle of the night prayers. We'll be stepping out of our comfort zones, learning to be trusting more in God, learning to have more faith in God and being led by the Holy Spirit. There have been many of nights that I have wakened uh, uh, up at 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m., 1.15 a.m., usually it's around the three o'clock time. And I'm wide awake thinking, what in the world is going on? (laughs) And it wasn't until I received a relationship with Christ to realize that's a praying hour because a lot of wickedness, a lot of evilness goes on around that time. And God's like, hey, I need you up praying for people. And it's a sacrifice of where I'm not praying over my, just over my family. It extends out to the neighbors. It extends out to my my neighborhood. It extends out to the county. It extends out to my region. And and I'm praying and I'm, I'm in deep prayer. Or maybe it's someone I don't even know that I'm praying for. And I'm just down on my knees and praying and praying and praying to God. And it's amazing how the Holy Spirit speaks through And when you're open and welcoming the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows exactly what prayers need to be done. So there will be times of fasting when I will have little food, but that's building my faith and trust in God. So there you'll go through mental challenges, physical challenges. The mental challenge is basically keeping our minds focused on Christ Jesus. That's the mental challenge part. Are you going to sway away and think of cruelty? Are you going to sway away with your mind and think of something that's ungodly? Um, How can I take care of this situation? Oh, well, if I steal it, you know, we're thinking an ungodly way, but then we have to transform our minds. We have to allow God to transform our minds to say, you know what? I can work harder for this. Or, or Lord God, you know that I'm in a financial pinch right now and I don't want to do anything um, that's not of you. So Lord, instead of me stealing the bread, will you please make a way for me? And we're trusting and leaning on God. So we can look into Proverbs chapter three and we're going to read down five through eight. And it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. So when healing for your body and strength for your bones, if that's what you're looking for, healing power, let's not lead on to our own understanding on things. Let us look to God and say, Lord, I'm sick right now. I got a terrible news report from the the doctor, and but I trust you. And I know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Lord, I know that you called me, so I trust in you with all my heart. I'm not leaning on my own understanding because right now the way I see it is not the way that you see it. So I need you, Lord. And we we turn to the Father and that's building up um, and and helping us overcome our, our mental as well as physical challenges. We can find in Romans chapter five, verses three through five, it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confidence of hope of our salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment 
For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. So we know that we're not left alone because God had promised that once Jesus ascended into heaven, that he would leave us with the Holy Spirit. He would leave us with a comforter. He would leave us um, with us knowing that we had, we can have confidence through Christ Jesus, that we can have the faith, we can have and, and persevere and endure through the challenges, trials, and tribulations. So moving forward here, it says, here is an outline of the minimum, minimum physical requirements you should expect for Marine Corps recruit training. And then I put verse, soldier of God training. So duration of a Marine Corps recruit training is 12 weeks. For a soldier of God training, it's eternity. So it doesn't mean when we first give our lives to Christ, we know everything. We know what to do. We know how to act. We, we understand 100% that we can trust God. No, this is something that we are trained to go through, trained to understand. Yes, we know all automatically that God is of love, but we have to learn that we should be um, in fear of the Lord in a respected type of way, not the fear where you're afraid of the dark. We're not afraid of God. We have a respected fear of God because he's mighty and powerful. This says physical fitness requirement for the Marine Corps recruit training. It says timed three mile run, timed flex arm hang for women, a pull-up count for men, and two minutes of abdominal crunches. Well, if you all are like me, I'm not exactly that physically fit. So, <laughs> I don't know that I would pass the Marine Corps recruit training, but if I want to become a soldier of God in God training, the duration, like we said, is eternity. The spiritual requirements are believe, confess, and repent, forgiveness for yourselves and yourself and others, and baptism of the water spirit and fire well praise god I, I think i can handle that physical part of it <laughs> so each branch of spiritual gifts is equally respected because no matter how difficult one is compared to the other you will go through a physical and mental transformation so we can find in romans chapter 12 verse 2 and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what that is good an acceptable and perfect will of God. Basic training is tough. Each day you will be you will be pushed and tested. I have seen people who have gone in and come out completely different and better people. Okay, so in Romans, it tells us not to be conformed to this world. So because of the traditions, because of the things of this world that we have been taught ever since we have been young, because of these things that our minds have been quenched with, our minds have been in rotation with, our minds are consumed with is because that's what we were taught since we were younger. So that's what we have to believe and so on and so forth. And it's a family tradition and it's a religious tradition. And, but what does God's word say? What does God's word say? God's word says, be not conformed to this world. So if it doesn't come out of the Bible, we're being conformed to the world. Certain holidays we should not be celebrating because they are not in God's word for us to celebrate. They are, and I'm, I'm just going to use Halloween, for example. Back in the day, Halloween was actually supposed to be a hallowed 
day for saints. That means a holy day. Hollow means holy. Ween part, the Ean part means Eve. So on the Eve, um, they were celebrating, it was the last day of October that they were celebrating. It was like a memorial of the lives of the saints that came before and um, they just did a recognition, a memorialization for these people. And so then different cultures and and paganism turn these dates over, turn this day over into they have the different cultures have Day of the Dead, that they're celebrating the people that have gone before. Um, Then there are also, um, it turned into the Halloween type where people are dressing up and that was to to fit in with the demons. so that way they believe some cultures believe that the dead would walk on earth that day and so they would dress up so they would fit in with the demons so they're just with the halloween itself it started out as what someone had considered to be a good thing and changed it into something else so yes it's nice to recognize the dead and 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 remember the history when people have done stuff and yes it's good to do that but not to worship them and not to praise them in a way that it would become adultery and um, that you're actually worshiping, excuse me, this being and and trying to bring them back. So (laughs) Halloween is definitely not a a holiday in the Bible. It is definitely something that we've been conformed to this world because we've grown up dressing up and, and carving pumpkins and going door to door and say trick or treat. And do we really know the meaning behind it all? It's the day of evil. So the Lord says, hey, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. So our whole lives, what we need to do once we give our life to Christ is make sure we're being acceptable unto God. So even though that the world says that it's okay, does it say that it's okay in God's word? So that's what we have to look at here. So it says, I've seen people who have gone in and come out completely different and better people. So let's take Noah, for example. There's Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, Elisha, Joseph, Mary, Matthew, the 12 disciples, Stephen, Paul, you and me. So these were people in the Bible that were actually, you know, gave their life to God. God transformed them and made them think differently. If you think about Noah, he was preparing this ark for rain to come and people were mocking him and making fun of him, but he persevered through. And guess what? Him and his family survived while everyone around him drowned to death. So you look at, okay, I don't want to be conformed to this world. I don't want to do the things of this world. I want to be set apart. I want to understand what God is telling me that I need to do for me and my family. And when we set ourselves apart and we're being obedient to God and the things that he tells us and give us the okay and transforms and, and renews our minds. I mean, we can be the David, we can be the Elijah, we can be the Mary, we can be the people that are set apart that, that there's a full of a room full of people, but only the ones that push through only the ones that have that full faith, only the ones that are with Jesus to the end, not allowing the world to conform them, but going by God's word. So it says the goal should be to go 
into basic training in top physical shape, you will literally break down physically and mentally if you do not prepare beforehand. So the difference between the military and God is that Jesus wants you to come to him just as you are. You will break down physically and mentally if you think that you need to come to him in a perfect form. The Lord perfects us in his sight. He molds and makes us because he is the potter and we are the clay. So there's so many people that I've, I've heard say, well, I'll come to Jesus. I'll, I'll start going to services uh, once I give up this alcohol. Or, or I'll start coming to God once I, uh, once I give up this addiction. Or once I, once I get a job and I can get on my feet. No, the Lord says, come to me as you are. I want you just as you are because I will be the one to transform, make and mold you. So your ability to perform at your best may be the difference between life and death. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, it says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that worth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So we don't do the things that will please others. We should do the things that pleases God and only God, because that is all that matters. He is all that matters because by Jesus's blood, we are saved, not by Peter's blood. We are saved, not by Paul's blood. We are saved, not by Claire's blood. Are we saved? No, only by the blood of Jesus. So I want to live my life to the fullest for Christ. I want to endure each day and and go through each trial having that confidence to know that yes my jesus when i come to the end of this race i will be right there with you you will be right there with me because god says i will be your god and you will be my people and there will be nothing that can come in the way of that and that is what i i long for that is what my heart yearns for is to be right there with christ so We fight under the banner of Jesus, for he is the captain of our salvation. The Lord has made us more than conquerors, and we are to stand strong. In Romans 8, chapter 8, verses 37 through 39, it says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So not being concerned by the chaos of this world and all that it beholds, but being concerned about the spiritual warfare that surrounds us. In Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authority of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So God tells us that we will see with the eyes of the flesh, But God wants us to see with the eyes of the spirit. So God's telling us, let let us not look at flesh against flesh. Just like, for instance, the Halloween that I had mentioned. That on that day, and not just on that day, but that's the biggest day where you can see so much evil with the naked eye. Trick or treat, what does that mean? 
I'm going to do a trick to your house. I'm going to throw eggs at your house. I'm going to put toilet paper on your house. Or are you going to give me a treat? So we have to, people of God, realize that not to get conformed into what the world is doing, not get conformed into what the world says is okay that we can do. We have to make sure that we're looking to God and seeing with the spiritual eyes and understanding that we are not just living with flesh here, that there is so much more beyond, that there is a spiritual realm, that we are walking here on this earth. And, and like I've said in other, other messages is that we put sunglasses on, like sunglasses, how you see a shade darker. You know, you can see a little differently when you have your sunglasses on or, or Polaroids polarized, excuse me, glasses, you see differently. And that's how it is when we're living in a spiritual world, when we're living with God and understanding that there's so much more than what we see. So we see with the eyes of the flesh, but God wants us to see with the eyes of the spirit. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident that we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for then we would be at home with the Lord. So the thing is, is that we are not to live just by what we see. Our minds and our hearts have to stretch beyond with the Holy Spirit inside of us. So Jesus has overcome the world. In John 16, it says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So Jesus has overcome the world. In that, we are to look up to heaven and have faith that our Father in heaven is going to take care of us. So not here on this earth that we should we should have our mindset. We should have our mindset on heavenly places, heavenly things, not these things that are only temporary because they are going to all burn up one day, but to look to Jesus. And the awesome thing about Christ is that he provides for us as we are here on earth, as well as when we go into heaven with him. And in Philippians 4:19, it says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So not just in heaven people of god not just in heaven are we going to receive blessings that we will receive healing not just in heaven people of god but here on earth but we have to look to god we have to have number four the confidence in christ jesus number five the hours of physical and mental challenges trusting in him as we go through our trials and tribulations right We must understand that the things that we're going to go through are going to make us stronger and that we can't give in. We have to continue to look to Christ Jesus. We have to continue to keep our head held high. Why? Because our help comes from above. We should not hold our heads low. We should stand in confidence and believing that our Christ Jesus can and does and will do all things. So it states that in God's word, we must trust and believe. This is what makes us true soldiers of God's army. 
So Father God, thank you so much for these learning lessons in you. Thank you for this basic training so that way we know how to build our strength up in you. Thank you for allowing us to realize we don't have to do all these things that the world does. We don't have to participate in all the holidays and all the different things that the world does, that that the laws that they're passing and the laws that they're doing. And they say that, that it makes it right. And Father God, we know that if it's not in your word, then it's not right. If it's in your word and it tells us that it's not right, then we don't do it, Father God. So we trust in you and we love you and we thank you and we praise you because you're so worthy to be praised. Thank you for allowing us to have confidence. Know that we can look to you through every and all things, through every trial, every tribulation, that you are here with us, that we are not kept away from these trials and tribulations because we have given our life to you, but that we can lean on you, that we can run to you, that we can place our full faith in trusting you, knowing that you take care of us, your people. So thank you, Father, for building us up in you. Thank you for giving us mental, physical, and spiritual strength. We want to praise you because you're worthy and so wonderful to be praised. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to see beyond what the flesh eye can see. We love and honor and glorify you. Bless every listener. Bless everyone that has joined in here on this podcast, Father God, and their family members. Father God, that they will be able to take this information to their family members, share it and spread it. Your joy, your joy. And for us to lean onto you, unto you and your peace. So thank you, Father God, in your precious mighty name. We love you, honor, glorify and adore you. In Jesus name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can find us on the World Wide Web at youareloveministries.us. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel, You Are Love Ministries, all spelled out. You want to look for the heart with the cross through it. Until next time, you are loved.